You're listening to Talking Creative, the podcast that helps voice directors, creatives, and production companies to make the most of their voice actors so they can create amazing content that everyone wants to hear. I'm Samantha Poffin, voice actor and director, and I know that directing voices can feel daunting and complicated. Where do I start? Should I just win it? What if I say the wrong thing? I want to help you make sense of all that. If you make videos, ads, audiobooks, or anything with a voiceover, then this is the podcast for you. Ready to start talking creative? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. I'm Samantha Boffin, voice actor and director. Now, today's episode of Talking Creative is less about how and more about why. I can sometimes struggle to explain exactly why voiceover work feels important. I mean, (laughs) it's often a fun thing. Audio dramas or entertaining adverts or gaming. And certainly, when I talk to people about what I do for a living, I tend to fall back on the lighter weight stuff because, well, it's an easier in. And I'm almost apologetic about it, to be honest. Oh, uh, you're a midwife. Right. Ah, oh. An accountant. You're a publican. A firefighter. Yes. Well, I'm, um, I'm a voice actor. But, of course, there are serious elements to it, particularly in the e-learning space and some of the corporate videos. And there are even games that aren't just frivolous. They support or they help people on a different level. In fact, during lockdown, I was involved in an audio project that I usually perform live with a group of actors – It's a form of theatre called Reminiscence Theatre, which uses stories and memories of older people to create documentary-style performances. Now, there are a lot of ways of doing it, but how I've done it in the past is by interviewing people about their lives and using their actual words as they've said them to us. We've created short plays from their stories, And, as I say, these are usually performed live, but because we haven't been able to do that for the last 18 months or so, we created audio versions of the plays. So, it's storytelling, really. It's bringing stories to life, and something that I have talked about a lot on the podcast. So, why am I telling you all this? Well, This reminiscent stuff might just sound like a bit of fun, but in fact, it's got a really important job to do. And also, this month is World Alzheimer's Month. In fact, this week, it was World Alzheimer's Day on the 21st of September. And this is a day that means a lot to me personally because it would have been my dad's 89th birthday only he died earlier this year, and he was suffering from Alzheimer's. I think I've mentioned before how, after he died, I found a lot of audio files of his voice. Some were performed plays, and some were just of him chatting. And his voice was so familiar, it was so evocative. Just his voice. So all of these things the Alzheimer's month, my dad, the reminiscent stuff I do, 
This is what has inspired this episode. And I got to thinking, so if spoken audio is so powerful, had it been used with dementia, and if it had, how had it been used? And I discovered some really interesting stuff. And the short answer is yes. Yes, it has been used in terms of dementia patients and looking at Alzheimer's, but not necessarily in the way I was expecting. So the first thing I found out was that earlier this year, Alzheimer's Research UK funded an audio project called The Window. It was created using binaural sound, a kind of 3D stereo sound that feels really immersive, as if you, the listener, are absolutely at the heart of the piece. And it was a play which looked at the way ordinary people approach dementia. Some positive things, yes, but some less so, and it was one fictional family story. The binaural sound helped the listener to really immerse themselves in the world and imagine what the characters were thinking and feeling. So it wasn't aimed at people with Alzheimer's necessarily. It was for anyone who wanted to understand more about it. And I'm talking about it in the past because, although it was recorded, like a lot of theatre, the window came and went. You had to be there. And I don't think you can listen to it anywhere now. And there are numerous other audio plays that explore Alzheimer's in different ways, some of which sound amazing, like Angela, an autobiographical play by Mark Ravenhill, all about his mother's life, with different actors playing older and younger versions of people. But what I really wanted to know was, can spoken word audio be used to help people with dementia? And it turns out that it can by using a reminiscence approach. In fact, it's actually called reminiscence therapy, and it seems that it can really make a difference, a bit like music can with Alzheimer's. So the Alzheimer's Society believe that the therapy is great for dementia sufferers because it enables people to access long-term memories more easily. So how does it work? Well, one way is to record memories and play them back before symptoms become severe. People's own memories can be a great way to start conversations, and then they spark more memories. They can then go on to recall other moments from their past too. Also, of course, it keeps their life alive and in the world for their families and their carers, and it reminds everyone of the person they are. But listen to this story, because this is just brilliant. Eleanor had got her husband Barry to make a tape before the onset of his dementia. One day I remembered this tape where Barry talked about his youth and he had a really happy childhood. He was really enthusiastic about it, so he was laughing and joking. Well, this one day he was really agitated. He wouldn't sit down, he wouldn't listen to the radio, and I put on the tape and he was astonishing. He was like hypnotised. He just sat there. Every so often, he'd smile. He didn't know it was him, but he really knew it was something to do with him, and he was just smiling at the jokes and the funny bits. I'm crying now, just thinking about it. The thing is, I don't really know how good it was for him, but it was just amazing for me. It was lovely to watch something coming back. So this, this was kind of what I was hoping to find. 
And apparently it's very early days, this reminiscence approach, and it's rather anecdotal at the moment. But it seems that spoken word audio recordings might be really useful in relation to dementia. So what was the point of this short episode of Talking Creative? How does it relate to what I normally talk about in this podcast? Well, for a start, I suppose it was just a celebration of the power of spoken audio, and that never goes amiss. <laughs> but also, it taps into the different ways that we can connect with people and the richness of different kinds of storytelling, from complex, immersive binaural soundscapes and beautifully crafted audio dramas to simpler, single-person memories and stories. And it also underlines that the work we do can be important and make a real difference to people's lives. Voiceover. <laughs> it's a serious business. Thank you so much for listening. Next time, I'm going to create a more traditional episode where you might actually find out about a specific technique or two. But until then, this was Talking Creative, and I'm Samantha Boffin. Do follow me on LinkedIn for more voiceover chat. And until next time, bye. Thanks for listening to Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. If you enjoyed it, do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media so other people like you can get the best out of their voice actors. And don't forget, you can head over to talkingcreative.co.uk for the whole series.